Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. Hey, we are covering abandonment too two part of relationship fears. And I am going to go a little bit more into the four things that people do in a courtship and relationships, the actual actions that people partake in when they are triggered and concerned about a person walking away. This is like a 25 minute episode. So if you're with it, stay tuned. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, so we are still covering abandonment. So this is part two of the series dealing with relationship fears, right? So the previous episode, we covered abandonment, what it is. I shared a personal experience of abandonment uh, from my father as an adult, and then talked how it reared his head again uh, several years after. I also went over the impacts or the effects of a person dealing with fears of being abandoned. I briefly also talked in how it can manifest, like how it shows up in relationships. And then as usual, As usual, I talked about some tips to overcome. In this episode, I want to deep dive a little bit more into how it shows up in relationships. I wanted to dedicate a full episode uh, to to basically uh, share with you because sometimes we're not aware, which was the purpose of me sharing my story. Sometimes we think we're not dealing with abandonment issues or like in my situation, it may have been repressed. And sometimes certain situations or instances may trigger it. And if we're not careful, uh, we may become that person, that person that is moved by our past and it may have a negative impact on our future. Okay, so moving directly into uh, this topic, I will tell you that I did not realize when I was uh, working on this episode how deep, how deep this this particular problem or issue, how it can manifest and affect our relationships. When I initially started the series, abandonment was just going to be one particular episode that I was going to move on to the next thing, right? But I felt like it it 
deserved another episode. So moving into um, some of the ways that it shows up, as well as the examples of how it shows up, is sometimes, not often, but sometimes it can make a person who is otherwise confident in other areas become insecure. And when I say insecure, a lot of times people reject the notion that they're insecure, even if they are. Anytime a person or a situation can, outside of your relationship, can make you feel uncomfortable or as if they're a threat, that speaks to a level of insecurity, regardless if you want to admit it or not. And that person could be a relative of of your partner or the person that you're dating or a friend of your partner or the person that you're dating or a former fling or a former, a person that they were in a relationship with in the past. Whenever a person or a situation calls you to feel anxiety, and understand I'm saying calls you because you (laughs) really and truly are in control of how you feel. But for the purpose of bringing in my point, when things outside of your relationship, outside of the person that, that you're dating can cause you to feel that they'll walk away, we all know that it's really and truly either is either a deficit or a a situation in the relationship or courtship that is not as solid as it should be. But we should be at a point where we are secure enough in ourselves that if someone else or a circumstance can cause a person to walk away, that that is not our person, right? When you start to begin to feel anxiety, it can make you change your behaviors and your routine, right? It it can cause a person that is extremely confident or, or slightly confident, like you have a level of confidence, but you're not quite sure, to begin to switch up who they are and how they move when it comes to dating and relationships. For example, if the cause or concern of, or if we perceive the threat to be an ex, we want to know everything about the ex for most part. We want to know everything about the person that we consider to be a threat. It can make us obsess over the ex, look up the ex on social media, try to see what this person saw in the ex, try to compare ourselves with the ex. If, if the situation is not an ex, right, or, or another person that you may think that your partner or potential partner may have interest in, maybe it's a family member. It could be, could be a genuine concern. Maybe you know personally that this person's sister, brother, mother, father doesn't quite approve of you. Now, that is something that is a valid concern, but it should not cause you to become insecure. Now, also sometimes circumstances and situations, maybe it's not an overall person. Maybe it's the fact that your partner or potential partner has picked up an extra shift. 
and the time frame that you normally would have to spend with them may not be as available and that lack of access to this person may cause you to become insecure because you have a false belief that your presence is what keeps them. If a relationship is solid, if a courtship is 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 forming, there these type of circumstances and situations as well as people will not be the threat. Okay? Becoming insecure and being insecure if you've ever been there, cuz I have is very is a limited place to be in it's harmful to your self-esteem and it does have an impact or effect on the way you see life and how you move in relationships it you're not as comfortable you're not as confident and you're not as free as you need to be when you are moving in the space of insecurity And overall, the, the purpose of some of the actions and some of the feelings is, is reinforced by the feelings that we have or had of abandonment and is reinforced by some of the things that we perceive to be true. If their ex gets their way, they can get them back. If, if, if their friends who's encouraging them not to spend time with me, not to be with me, not to date me wins, then then they'll walk away. If a person walks away, that's not your person at all. And there's nothing that you can do to change that. The next thing that that people do sometimes is they become clingy. Overall clingy. Always wanting to be around a, a, a person is, is a cool thing. I love it. I love it when, when my man, my guy, my person that I'm dating, whoever, it's like, I want to see you. I want to be around you. That feels good. But when it comes to a point where there is an overall need to always be around the person, Right. Even when you should be <laughs> free enough to feel comfortable and secure about the relationship that if you're not around, that things aren't going to fall apart. A lot of times people that are clingy always, always feel a sense of disappointment or anxiety when their partner or potential partner is not around. Not always, not always, because we know people have things that they do in life, such as work or other responsibilities. But when a partner or a potential partner wants to hang out with, with their friends, their, their guys, their girls, or, or decides to do activities that does not necessarily include us or involve us, when, when we start to feel anxiety and tension because they've made decisions to spend time uh, without us or to place boundaries on access, then sometimes, sometimes those, those intrusive thoughts of them leaving or walk away can appear. A lot of times people just want their presence and 
and being in their presence reassures them and, and soothes their feelings of inadequacy and or fear of abandonment. Not to mention the, the end result for this and a lot of the actions that I'm sharing today is a loss of attraction. It can become a nuisance to a partner who otherwise wants just a healthy courtship or relationship. It can make a person that's extremely interested decide to walk away. And clinginess shows up when a person is like, oh, you finally answered your phone or, or I, I'm surprised you, you called me. If these are the feelings that you're feeling because a person isn't as available or as present, you might need to, instead of pushing for more or, or using certain tactics to make them feel bad or bring it to their attention, instead of constantly doing that, you may want to reevaluate your situation to see whether or not the person is available to give you the things or to be present in the way that you would like. You also need to reevaluate to see whether or not your thoughts and feelings are really and truly appropriate for the situation. If you talk to this partner every day and, and then one day they their phone is dead for a period of time and they get back in touch with you, there's normal, it's normal to feel a sense of what's going on, but not to the point where you're allowing your imagination as well as fear that they're walking away to consume you. So moving on from clinginess, sometimes people become demanding, men completely demanding. When we are uncomfortable in general, most people, if you're like most people out there, when you're uncomfortable, especially over a period of time, you become a little bit uneasy and even downright irritable. I know that that my level of patience <laughs> is something that I can admit that I need to work on, right? But when it when we look at relationships and feeling comfortable, everyone wants to be confident and comfortable in their relationship, as well as where they stand with the person that they are really, really feeling when it comes to dating and that dating experience. When we move and shift from expectations to demanding, it, it kind of, kind of paints or it taints the overall experience, especially for the other person when it comes to dating. This is true of relationships as well, but when they are in the stage or you guys are in the stage of things not being solid, when you become demanding and that demanding is fueled by your, your uh, unresolved issues of abandonment, it can really and truly cause a situation that could be completely healthy for you to become slightly problematic and downright toxic. If you find yourself demanding that a person calls you at a certain time, right? Demanding that they return your calls, demanding that they see you, demanding that they spend time for you, demanding that they post 
the the status of their relationship and post pictures of you guys on social media you're moving from a stage where you're forcing a person to do something or wanting someone to do something that's not in their will of of uh, or not within their free will you would want someone to act in a certain type of way but you have to understand we can't control people and and the tighter you push the harder you squeeze you can push someone completely away, turn someone completely off. And it causes unnecessary friction because of your need to feel, to feel secure. Being demanding is something that a lot of people don't acknowledge or realize that that's what they're doing. And in some cases, they, they do it anyway, regardless of it because at the end of the day, they want to feel comfortable and confident in where they stand. I remember working with um, a girl and she, if we were ever at lunch together in a group um, and we would go to lunch, you know, we had lunch buddies and we it would be like a group of us going to a buffet uh, <laughs> at, at lunch and she would have to, if there was a guy's voice in the background, she would have to say, I love you too. And she shared that with me one time on our way back. I think it was just the two of us in the car. We rode to the restaurant to meet with our other coworkers. And she, just in frustration, she shared with me that if he hears a man in the background, I got to say, I love you, babe. And those type of demands uh, may make the person feel, may make you feel good in the moment, right? But it's really killing certain components of the relationship. And the last one that I will cover is compliance. Compliance looks like being the yes man or the yes woman to everything. That's when a person agrees to things that they don't want to do. <clears throat> Just saying yes, because the fear is disappointing the potential partner or the person that you're in a relationship with. And you feel, or anyone that does this sometimes, even subconsciously feel that if they don't comply, that they're not being the best partner or best potential partner or the best prospect by saying no. They feel that that means that they are losing the affection or the intention or most importantly, the interest of the object of their desires. For what it does, however, it does not allow you, the person, to effectively exercise setting boundaries. And a lot of times people think boundaries are a bad thing, but it's really and truly a good thing. I actually have a episode on boundary setting. Check it out. And there's also, I believe I have something um, on the website that you can download as it relates to uh, boundaries as well. But being compliant looks like, or it in dating and relationships for some people, it means that you're saying yes to a lot of things that you would normally say no to. 
Agree to doing things that you really don't want to do and agree to accepting things that you feel that is not acceptable. Being on the receiving end of that doesn't feel good. What, what I can tell you this is sometimes people, for example, end up having sex when they're not ready too soon because their fear of the person walking away. Sometimes people agree to go to certain events or engage in certain activities in the hopes that they're winning the favor of the other person. Personal experience, I had a guy that I was dating and he never, he rarely, I won't say never, rarely gave any opposition to anything. And it was, it was cool until I started to notice. And, and, and he would, he would later say, you know, I really wish we would have done this instead of that. Or I wish we would have gone here instead of there. And when I was able to pick up on those type of things, it made me not trust who he was. It, on the receiving end, it feels good to say, oh, well, this person, this, this person's easy going. But in all actuality, when, when you're dealing with a healthy situation and healthy people, they want you to be who you are. They're okay with knowing the things that you like and don't like. I remember going to a restaurant and the service was horrible. And he kind of murmured a little bit. He was like, yeah, we. I really wish we went... You know, that's why I wanted to go to the other place. Which he never made it clear. It seemed to me that we both made a decision to go to place A. But he really wanted to go to place B. And I would have been just as fine with going to place B. It makes a person on the opposite end look back and say, Am I getting the true person? Is this truly who they are? And it can sow seeds of distrust. In closing, I want to share with you that there's other ways that fear of abandonment takes over or can take over your actions and reactions. It's important to understand that we are in control over how we react to certain things that we have not resolved yet, right? And acknowledging an acknowledgement of your fears and concerns as it relates to being alone is, is, is number one. That acknowledgement is key. But acknowledging is also important to understand that sometimes these, these feelings and emotions won't necessarily go away. We just have to be able to manage them. I will recap the things that I shared in the last episode in closing as it relates to being able to overcome these type of feelings and issues. Number one, journal. Write down your feelings. Number two, number two, determine how it impacts your your actions and how you move so you want to write down your feelings journal your actions and its impacts right 
Number three, you want to determine how it's impacting your life or relationship. You may think it's not. Number four, ask, are your thoughts rational thoughts? You want to deep dive and think and ask yourself, is this really and truly, uh, does this make sense? In some cases, it it can. Maybe there are some actions of of your partner or or the person that you're dating that, that makes you feel this type of way. And then lastly, speak with a close friend or family member about your feelings, someone that you can genuinely trust. And always, always, if necessary, seek professional help. Because unpacking and and getting past and really, really doing the work for some people sometimes requires additional, additional guidance. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I trust that it that it has been. And there is a module on the website uh, that to this particular episode that you can download at datingwhileblackpodcast.com. At any rate, uh, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was a lot of self-discovery uh, that I was able to, um, I guess, dive into. And with that, this is D, and I'm out. Bye. That concludes this episode of Dating While Black. I want to thank everyone who has supported this podcast, who sent emails to info at datingwhileblackpodcast.com, <laughs> as well as those of you who visit the sites and attend the events that we have, both the paid ones as well as the free ones. If you have any episode ideas, we're open to them. Check out the website at datingwhileblackpodcast.com. Bye.